Good morning, everyone out there. This is Jesse from the After the Gig Podcast. This is this. This is the After the Gig Podcast. I will keep this very short and sweet, just like the rest of this episode. This is a short episode with the great Carter Gravit. Answer a couple questions, and we're going to do a longer one on a later date. But we had a little bit of time to answer a question and do a short podcast to get back into it. Um, So yeah, enjoy that. And just to let you know, there was something going on with either my mic cable or with the microphone that I was using, so it sounds very muffled for some reason. I think it's fine. I did the best I could. Um, But I hope you enjoy it anyway. Carter... Carter's mic was coming in picture perfect. Sounds really, really great. So just listen to him. Um, All right, guys. Thank you very much. And I will hopefully see you on the road soon. Remember, you can email afterthegigpod at gmail.com. Check out the store at afterthegigpod.com. Go get your merchandise. And check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthegig. All right. That's it for me. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, uh, Yeah, you're good. All right. All right. Special edition. Here we go. Special edition shorty while we're on the road. Oh, hey, Terry. Bye, Terry. Um, So, Carter. Yep. Have a question for you from Katie Dorn Musselman um, that I received on September 13th, and I had not replied. Right after my birthday. Perfectly timed. Really? Yep. Um, hey, Terry. Hey, guys. Hey, dude. <laughs> I, just, I don't know if you should say it. I just I just went out to try to take out a recycling and our trash off the uh, the bus, and there was a nice fellow out front that had a big, like, super can that worked at the venue, and he was talking to somebody else, and I was like, hey, cool, man. You mind if I put the trash in here? He's like, well, it's not really trash. I was like, well... That's cool. Do you have a bigger trash can? I'm with the band. And then this and then they they started fighting. This other dude apparently had stolen a bottle of liquor from the venue that we're playing, which also sells moonshine, and had hidden it in the bush out front and and had been caught. And I walked into the middle of this altercation with my recycling. <laughs> And then the guy started kicking over the super can with my (laughs) newly deposited carbon leaf recycling. (laughs) And they almost started a fight, at which point I decided to walk away. Uh, And it's all good now, and the guy is chased off, and the liquor has been saved. Thank heaven. Carry on. That is an excellent story. (laughs) Everything is happening and nothing at the same time. And this has been After the Gig. Uh, Thanks for joining. Please put your pants on before you do anything about it. I love when we start something. Something else completely, yeah. Something something always happens. All right. right. Yeah. Hello, Jesse. Great to see you at Sea Leaf. That's how old this question is. Uh, sorry, I'm just getting around to it now, Katie. Uh, great to see you at Sea Leaf and also in Norwalk. My family is just loving that live music is making a return. I can't imagine how it must feel for you. Do you like care at all about COVID? Me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you just I, like I'm just along for the ride, man? I, man, my uh, my hermit ways uh, really, you know, kind of I I kind of embrace it. So it, yeah. like being locked down at my house for a spell outside of being possibly the worst homeschool teacher on the planet outside of that 
everything else was uh, pretty tolerable. Totally fine. Yeah, I'm starting to think, like, was I just saying that I didn't like meet and greets just to say I didn't like meet and greets? Because <laughs> something is missing here. Like, we're just playing and then packing up and leaving and driving. And, like, there's got to be something more to this. It, it feels like it took a lot longer back in the day to, like, get in and get out from a show. Oh, my now God. Now and you're like, oh, yeah, we did a meet and greet for an hour at one point in there. And then we do a meet and greet after the show. And when you take that hour, two and a half hour, well, what would that be? So the one beforehand, at least an hour. Let's just say, after, all right. So say that's two eight, hours. Let's say eight to ten. Eight to ten we play. Yeah. So then you sit in the back for, what, 20 minutes? 10, uh, 20 uh, minutes? I'd say 10, cl- 10 15. Yeah. And then you go out and then you talk yeah. for an hour. About an hour. I would say 45 minutes is a pretty good medium but it, so you don't start packing up until at least 11 yeah and then by the time you're done which is it, about an hour and a half to get from the time we start breaking down till we get everything in the truck so would you say or does that seem long is no it like that only, seems about that seems about right because about and then all the dilly-dallying it's yeah. like you know someone's taking a shower or like whatever after the show or yeah. after packing up <clears throat> you're not out of there until like 12 30 maybe yeah. one o'clock and you've also got to factor in that we probably missed dinner because we had a meet and greet or something like that before the show. Right. So there's there's also that extra thing beforehand. Right. So, so. We, we get home or we, we leave, like, are leaving way earlier than we would normally yeah. leave. Like, we have been out of venues and on the road by, like, 1130 on this yeah. floor. Yeah, it's, like been, 11, it's been incredible. <laughs> it's been great. But, I don't know, I kind of miss the other stuff. Anyway. Uh, true. <clears throat> I have a few discussion points, questions, for future ATG. All right. Uh, little did she know this would be Carter Gravit. Here we go. First, I'd love to hear how the lineup for Sea Leaf came together. It was such a phenomenal group of artists. Um, I how know. many different lineups did we have? Did we have three We had just the two? We had just we had two lineups, so we okay. had um, the one with Liz Longley <clears throat> uh, and Scott. Didn't Liz, we have we had the the Liz preliminary one? Liz wasn't there. She, she or, was no, no, on you're, the original. You're talking lineup. about the original line. Yeah, the 2020 yeah, line. We had Freddie and Francine, which I yeah. was actually. Oh, those I, guys are great. I yeah. was bummed that they yeah. weren't going to be able to do it. Um, but yeah, I don't know how. I don't exactly know how the new, the, uh, the most we recent kind lineup. of suggested and approved everyone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's like Marie Miller is is um, you know friend friend of the band absolutely, and uh, Scott is a friend of the band, fantastic. Was he was he on the original? He was. He probably he was. was. And then I, that's why I was wondering if there were three because I feel like he was on and then he wasn't, but then he was on again. So I could be wrong about that, but I was just delighted that he and I up. and so I assume good. that Bella White is. Is someone that like Jordan knew that, from like you know kind be, of an up and comer. That would be my guess. Yeah. And then Yasmin, who is phenomenal, uh, and is also Williams. in uh, the same booking stable as us, I believe. Right. Um, so a lot of the times that's too. how it happens. Is that like, yeah. uh, you know, we'll have the same booking agent and they'll recommend some somebody, either or, somebody we've played with, <clears throat> and or somebody and liked, or somebody we like, or somebody that's kind of in our kind of zone. Yeah. Um, okay. So that that's how how that happened. Uh, this one might require some help from a bandmate or another musician. Luckily, uh-huh. I have yep. several three other three here. Um, this one, uh, I'd love for you to compare 
slash contrast contrasts the experience of having been in a long established band since its inception versus transitioning to different bands and playing with different people. Both experience must have a lot to offer, but I also assume each has its shortcomings. Do you think it has more to do with the individual or the band, <clears throat> whether people come and go? I hope that question makes sense. And it's funny because she asked that question and I'm just like, I have experiences going through my head. Yeah, of, of immediately. Immediately, because I've been in a lot of bands and yeah. I've been hired to be in bands and, you know, and whatnot. Um, so, like, in my personal experience there's really no for for me i like being in i like being in a band like mm-hmm. i like i like it when it's like equal teammates and you're yeah. you're all after yeah. the same goal um <clears throat> i have been a hired guy probably more um uh, maybe not I, I guess that would that would only have been like a, a handful of times but right. i really you know i really enjoyed when um, when I was hired to play with Eric Hutchinson for, for a week long run, um, he hired me to play on, uh, an artist. He was producing, uh, EP who is, her name's Hayden Cord. So mm-hmm. you can check that out. I, I don't know what the EP's name was or anything. Right. Um, but that was really, really fun and really great. And it was a great experience. And then going out on the road with Eric was the first time I played on, Play to a click to tracks. Oh, really? It was the first. The whole show. <clears throat> yeah. Nuh-uh. I think I had gotten, I I'd gotten my in ear monitors a couple weeks before, and then I played shows with with Kellogg to try them out, just to do this this run with Nuh-uh. Eric because I had to have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that was an interesting experience. It was my first experience having an artist manager call me to set up. To set up, I guess that might not have been the first time, but first manager that I didn't know personally yeah, yeah, yeah. to call me and set up payment and like do negotiating and figure out how it was all going to work and logistics and it's it's sometimes it's kind of hard to figure out where the walls are with that yeah. stuff too. You're like, wouldn't you say how much should I get paid and what I need? Yeah, the nice thing you know? was he like kind <coughs> of. <clears throat> it's always it's always better when when someone will bring up the question that you might have in your head, like yeah. the thing, like the yeah. elephant in the room, maybe like Absolutely. I had to learn a lot of music for, for a week's worth of gigs. And, and, and if you're, if it's everybody's on a click, then you're running, kind of running the show too. The thing was, I wasn't. So the bass player was, um, oh, triggering, really? triggering everything, Oh, which was cool, which was fine. I didn't right. have to worry about it. I didn't have to set any of that stuff up. Yeah. It was the first time I had a, a sample pad that I had to play on that had like right. key right. Parts, right. Right. parts of the to, tune. to the yeah. tune. Yeah. Like if, if I missed them, yeah, that's it would ruin yeah. sections of the song. Um, but it was, it was a really, really fantastic experience. Like one of those things where you have to kind of throw yourself in the fire and figure it out. Yeah. But the behind the scenes logistics stuff, like it was cool that he brought up like, hey, so, you know, we'll pay you. A, this is what, you know, Brian gets per week, but we'll, we'll give you a little extra to because you have to learn the, the yeah. catalog. And I thought that was really, really nice and yeah. not necess- not really necessary. They didn't have to do it and have to bring it up. Yeah. I could have brought it up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he did, which made it a better 
conversation. Did um, you were were there a lot of tunes you had to learn that you ne- that you guys never touched, or did I, he cross everything that you got that you had to learn within the week? It was it was pretty much like we're gonna do this set. This, oh, okay. this is gonna be the set. Oh, okay. And well, that's yeah. So that's learn nice. that, and yeah. he had a lot of he had a lot of. Uh, uh, shows on youtube which i could pull from to see because a lot of people will forget that when you're learning a tune you're not just learning the tune you're learning the live version that they do currently how it's done where all the gaps are where the holes are where you need to take a breath right and there are moments within songs that they're like all right we cover we do like a little little music montage in the middle of this song and these are the songs that we're doing right now and we switch it up and actually, now it's not that song that starts it. It's this one. So you have to take all the stuff in that you possibly can. Yeah, and be able to uh, deploy it like effort, like seamlessly, and right. like it's just coming naturally. Yeah, so, and then yeah. when you and then when you get there, you have to also be able to forget what you've learned if there's a new thing. So yeah. you have to learn the new thing rather than what you've been practicing for weeks. Being fluid. Yeah, so it was difficult. I'm not necessarily the greatest at doing that kind of thing. I have to. It takes me time to like learn stuff and internalize it. But um, I'd say, as far as that's concerned, like you know, Eric was really, really great. <clears throat> Different experience with that was when I was playing with Steven, which was still a hired thing. I still got called from you know Jessica. And, mm-hmm to get uh, an official offer for tours and stuff like that each time right. we went oh, out. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and you know, th- there were there was some semblance of band mate there. Right. But not really. But, you know, it, it was still very, it's still very much a, how, how, you know who the boss is. How so. well did you integrate in with uh, Hutchinson's? crew like did you feel like you were great like just oh yeah immediately like, yeah because i had yeah. known i had known um elliot uh his guitar player and mm. uh and um md his musical director oh cool is that the bass player guitar player the, uh, the guitar and keys okay so but the so the bass player is triggering all the stuff and right. isn't the musical director right because he had he oh. had that tech tech side yeah, yeah 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 yeah. so yeah. i guess he was just the one kind of doing those things yeah. or whatever but um they were i mean they were all fantastic like right. eric is knows how he wants stuff mm-hmm. but he he wouldn't hire he was one of those guys where you know like oh he wouldn't have hired me if he didn't like what i do right so yeah. he wants me to do what i do but he wants also wants me to play his songs yeah so um i i really get a, i love uh, eric is great he's like one of one of my favorite people um and elliot was great ian allison this is bass player who is phenomenal and he has a really great social media thing going on where he talks about different parts and and the history of the bass and the history of sounds of of the bass and mm. where things come from really? and he's a gear he's a gear guy too mm. um but and then um yeah, it was it was a blast, man. And then Max Schaefer, who was on who was on the podcast, who's actually going to be here tonight, oh, hey. was his like kind of stage manager. He would like tune guitars and move things, make sure. So kind of a ran. tech and a stage manager. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <clears throat> but that brings us to long haul. Yeah, people in bands and like you know. Yeah, so I would the be the antithesis. That, this is the uh, only band that. you've ever been in. Yep. 
this is my first band. Uh, I The first time I ever played from one end of a song to another with a drummer and a bass player was our first rehearsal. Uh, the first and only songs I've ever written have been in this band. And yeah, so from when I was a, gosh, I want to say 17 or 18, that has been. That's crazy. Been, that has been it. And uh, the one of the things for sure that I know means a lot to me is, you know, I'm, I might not like all the songs we've written, but we're always playing music that that we made up, right? Which has been, I think, the key, the key to the whole thing. And I never would have guessed. Like I was when we started, I was so excited to like play a song from one end to the other. It was like, yeah, I felt like I just like discovered the new world or something. It was like, yeah. Oh, I remember the first, that was incredible. I remember the first time <laughs> I played an actual song yeah. from start to finish with other people. It was like, Oh my God, this is possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. Crazy. As opposed to sitting there and trying to like, you know, bang through it on a guitar or something. Maybe somebody singing. Yeah. Or you know, some other buddies around. or something. Yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> it, it feels a lot more, important than it sounds i guess uh at this point but yeah it was it was fun and then to be like oh we did that song maybe we could learn this other song yeah. oh you know and well oh my god we learned two songs holy yeah you know so going from Eric that Donnelly. like yeah like that like complete so naive so just caught up in the excitement of playing music and you know, putting chords together and like your right hand and your left hand are not only working, you're also working with other people and doing stuff. Right. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And then to finally get enough tunes that we could, and all, you know, all we think is, oh, we, if we learn enough tunes, maybe we can, we can play a party or something, yeah. you know, for our friends. Oh, that would be awesome. I'd love play. That'd be so cool to play it for our friends. How long before the band started? Did you, did you have original music? Because I know you guys play a lot of covers. Oh, no, 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 no. We never, I'd never written a song. It never even occurred to me in my mind. I mean, and even now thinking about it would have been like absurdly pretentious. Um, but about the time we did like two shows or something. And when I say a show, I am talking about the lowest basement party but yeah pretty much and just playing all of our favorite songs those you are know. some of my favorite times oh man bas basement parties in alston yeah it's like such a kinetic like fun yeah. thing people and you're like, don't really know what you're doing but they're excited that but you're they know the it. songs that you're trying desperately right. to play and failing miserably right um but it was it wasn't too long i want i want to say within the first year that we started going what you know Maybe we could write our own songs. Right. And uh, at some point, pretty early on, we hammered out like four tunes. And then it's like finding a rhythm and figuring out who you are. Yeah. Which is, I mean, how stupid and ambiguous does that sound? But yeah. like, try okay, well, if I'm going to write music, what would what would that be like? And basically yeah. stuff just kind of starts to fall out was there there i mean there had to have been but what was what was the the time or the moment when you guys were like oh we could do this professionally it's pretty funny because uh i remember we got together i think it was barry and terry's senior year mm -hmm. uh in college 
And so I'm pretty sure it was his senior year. Maybe it was a junior. Uh, no, I think it was his senior year. Um, so anyway, we we did kind of the thing for a little bit. And then uh, Barry and Terry moved down to Richmond and started doing, like, the real-life gig. <laughs> they were like, ah, you know, maybe we should. Uh, and I think we got together, like, that real summer. Real-life gig. In Terry's basement, maybe up in D.C., and we played again. Um. And we might have said, you know, what do you guys want to try to try to do this for a little bit? Yeah. Uh, but there was there was a there was a point, like right around then, when we were like, all right, where you guys all sat down in a dark room at a table. It was a basement one, with one light. Yeah. Above you guys, right in the middle. listen. Here, this. You guys want to do this or not? If you can imagine, like a twenty-one-year-old Barry, is exactly Im- the same as the now Barry. <laughs> I can imagine him being like, listen. If we're going to do this, we got to do it right. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, but yeah, I remember very much like that point and being like, okay, well, I guess we're going to do this for a little bit. So yeah, we, uh, those dudes moved down to like a super sketchy spot in town and uh, the drummer and I were still in school. I Man, I'm, I think I'm mixing up my ears a little bit. But I remember once they were in Richmond and uh, kind of set up, we would either play a show or rehearse every night of the week except for Sunday most of the time. And I was running like 20-some-odd credit hours at school and then driving 45 minutes each way to go practice every night. I remember. Fucking kill all of you. It was, it was really, <laughs> Why? really funny. Six days a week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot. I would... Or rehearsal or show. We rehearsed yeah. my old band, like my college band. We rehearsed twice a week. We were we and uh, but we all lived. We, we all lived still, together. But we were like terrible, and just trying to figure it out. And yeah, it it takes a while. But yeah, that was like somehow within that time frame is the genesis. I can't remember exactly how long things were. I need like T Bone to to iron it out because i can't quite remember exactly how all that rolled out but yeah but it's pretty incredible like to get back to the crux of the thing it's like it's pretty incredible to have a band well i guess i don't know i wonder what the percentages of bands that meet and start very early on and that make it to a certain a certain point i can't imagine that that would be a higher percentage just given, like, as you start to, like, get things together, like, yeah. being in a spot where you have a couple of guys that you're going to basically end up spending the rest of your life with. Right. And, the, and But it's interesting. Like, there's something about, uh, you know, college students, like, y- the young energy yeah. of, of starting and, a band. And enthusiasm, band. you know? And, and yeah. like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And having people come come out to the shows early on, like, we, I experienced that in my old band in Boston where he, like, it was a college band, and once yeah. college was over for, for us and most of the people that were around the same age as us, yeah. numbers Boop. went see yep. you later absolutely everybody yeah. was gone it was, and, especially in boston where people just 
you know, go to Boston. They have the best time ever for four years, four or five years, and then most people get the hell out of there. Everybody's gone, yeah. yeah. We had the same thing, and when we started transitioning from playing uh, covers to doing more and more of our own stuff, you could see things, like, starting to kind of... So it was a combination yeah. of us, like, all graduating out of that college community and starting to double down by playing our own stuff instead of stuff that people knew. Right. Which, when you think about it, there's no better way to commit suicide than... <laughs> let. But okay, basically, everybody come out and listen to some stuff I made up for two hours. Right. Yeah, as opposed to, like, going to some place where you're going to know all the songs and... yeah. And hang out. So, so I'm going to pause you there. This is going to be. This is a. That's a really good place to go to start for the next time that we talk in a All couple right. weeks. So what we're doing now is in. We're in Nashville, having a little teaser combo right now, answering the question, and then, um, and then Carter will be on uh, in a couple weeks' time after that. So, thanks for listening, Carter. Yeah, everyone. Thanks for doing it. Always. And let's go play a show. Sounds good. It's time to hit it.